Welcome to the Supper Podcast, a series of conversations with culinary leaders, drink specialists, and hospitality professionals in the world of FMB. Hello, and welcome to the 14th Supper Podcast. I'm Hilary Rand, Consulting Editor of Supper Magazine. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Daisy Cecil, Head Chef at Fort uh, Road Hotel, to my podcast. With its fabulous sea views, Margate's Fort Road Hotel is ideally located a stone's throw from the beach, the old town, and the Turner Contemporary. A boarding house from 1820, the hotel was sensitively refurbished in 2022, combining the ease of home with contemporary luxury. The 35-seat restaurant serves a daily changing menu composed from the best locally sourced produce. Chef Daisy Cecil has taken inspiration from writers such as Jane Grigson and Elizabeth David to serve the best of British seasonal food with a Mediterranean influence. Welcome to the podcast, Daisy. Lovely to have you. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's let's first get um, acquainted. Uh, uh, I would love to hear um, a bit about your background, how you got into being a chef. Was that something you you wanted to do when you were growing up? Uh, what sort of nudged you uh, to 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 the food side of of this world? Um, I think I've always loved it. I grew up with my parents hosting, and my dad loved cooking, and sort of instilled in me this great sort of fun and showmanship of, 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 of looking after your friends um I think we used to do like an asado and get a whole pig and put and we sort of went to a metal worker and got the cross made so that it was at the perfect angles but you oh, know wow. parties with friends and 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 I think that that was sort of instilled in me in a in a young age and how exciting it can be and then and then I've just always been in hospitality and then I but I never thought about being a chef. It it, it just sort of it did sort of happen. And and um, I, I I moved to China for three years after you. Oh wow! And I um started making. I started doing uh sort of European supper clubs. There wasn't very much good Western food there, and I took it upon myself um to to do it. And I I sort of um and it went well. And I made uh, also a lot of uh desserts um for this Chinese restaurant and um it's funny when you look back but yeah I, I made these European French puddings um in a Hangzhou restaurant uh in the middle of Beijing and that and it sort of went well and it was an eccentric time and but it was wonderful and it was exciting and and then I came back off three years and I decided I really uh, I needed to learn and I went to school I went to Westminster Kingsway in Victoria um and then yeah I've just sort of thrown myself at the situation really like I've worked in a pub and uh, a little patisserie and uh I started a catering company with um a friend of mine we did Din Ladies um which is still going um um they're doing really well but I I did I started that and then and then I ended up I went to the River Cafe um because I wanted to have some more restaurant experience and then that sort of you know that was just opened my eyes to this extraordinary thing of this fast changing sort of ingredient led sort of extravaganza that is the river cafe <laughs> what 
Wonderful, Daisy, and we'll come back to the River Cafe in just a little bit, but um, uh, interesting to, to hear about your uh, adventures in, in Beijing. Um, did you get any, any sort of influence from um, Chinese cooking, Chinese cuisine to what you're, uh, what you're maybe doing now, or, or is, that, is that something you, you took with you when you came back? 100%. I think with food, like you always hark back to an amazing memory or an amazing meal or um, I think that the way the Chinese use ingredients um, mm-hmm. is amazing. They use the whole uh, of an animal. They use the whole of a plant. Um, I think, um, and the flavor that they get out of things, um, textures, um, not being afraid. You know, I've had delicious duck's tongues. You know, and before going to China, <laughs> I never would have thought about eating a duck's tongue. Um, but. Uh, and then we had on the menu a couple of weeks ago, we had pig's ears, a pig's ears, totally inspired by my time in Beijing. I was obsessed with the salad. And and again, that was just, it was just absolutely delicious. So um, we worked on our own version of that, but obviously with all local stuff and seasonal things that, that then make it a representation of where we are. Um, but it's definitely like how we want to be here at Fort Road. You know, we want... Um, to, to try and minimize waste and, and, and not just prime bits and um, of an animal and, and use it all. And, and it, it, it's really cool because you, you learn so much, you know, it's all about, okay, so we've got this whole mutton and what can we do with this part and what can we do with that part? And it, it leads to different, you know, ways of cooking it and um, which is, yeah, it's really exciting um, and, 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 and feels positive. You're working with nature rather than against it. No, absolutely, and I think we've seen such a such a huge movement and shift um, in in the sort of nose to tail, farm to fork um, uh, in the industry across uh, across the globe, really, and and so many more discussions around that, which I think are are so interesting because it also means we're having more interesting menus, things that we haven't maybe been exposed to, flavors we haven't been exposed to, and and before we actually talk more uh, specifically about Fort Road Hotel, um, I do want to ask you about uh, you know the institution that is the River Cafe. So tell me about um, working working there what were your sort of I guess major learnings that you took with you um, what uh, how did that change you as a chef that's a good question um, I love my time there the teamwork um, the the way that the ingredients come in and then you listen to what's in and then you say what you're going to cook rather than saying what you're going to cook uh, and then enforce that you know and then wait anyway that way it's amazing the seasonality of everything it was just really good fun um uh, in- incredibly high pressured and fast moving you know with daily daily changing menu um but the simplicity you know leave the ingredient alone just let it do its thing if you're eating it at when you're supposed to eat it within the year it will do you know just celebrate it rather than sort of enforce something onto it I think that's just amazing. Um, and yeah, it was just cool. You know, you have the head chef come in in the morning and it was raining. So it would be warmer things, even if it was on a, on a sort of a June day or if it was raining, you know, or if it was super sunny, you know, it's, it's just going with the, with the, so with the seasons and with the weather. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I loved, I loved my time there. 
Hmm. No, it's it's a great place, absolutely, and it's it's always good to hear um, uh, what 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 it was like also being on um, on the on, on the team side of it. I've always loved all my experiences as a, as a guest. Yeah. Um, and and tell me then, um, how did you come about uh, finding your way to Fort Road Hotel, and how did that collaboration? Um, how was it born? It's such a nice story, actually. So, um, on my sort of journey, as you say. Um, my I spent a summer at a place called Trasiera in the hills north of Seville, which is um, uh, owned by the Scott family, and they uh, have this amazing sort of um, what is it like? It's a sort of farm converted or farm that they saved. Um, and Jaconda Scott is uh, she is in that family, and she does the food. And I spent a summer there cooking and learning. Um, uh, from her and um, and learning sort of that attitude to food um, and it's amazing it's basically it's 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 you're being hosted but in the most sort of luxurious way um, in the most sort of simple simple way and you and you feel like you're at home but it's just so low key and um, yeah it's 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 such an amazing hosting that you know and everyone has lunch together even though you know you you have lots of different couples or whatever staying, but everyone has lunch together. And I love that, you know, I've grown up with this hosting thing and I love history and looking back at sort of big house parties and, you know, how to do that. And, um, yeah, I think it's a sort of wonderful. Anyway, I spent the summer learning that and then that was wonderful. And then, and then eight years later, I, I get a call from Jaconda saying, um, <laughs> Uh, hello and um she's she was uh consulting on this project and was i interested in in coming to margate um so so here i am and i just thought it was so you know you do, these things don't come up very often and i think you've really got to go for it and and take the adventure take the challenge um and yeah i just it's such a nice story do you know what I mean? yeah um so. very serendipitous it feels like it's 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 pretty amazing. It's meant to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love the fact that you said, you know, how, you know, food bringing people together, people who don't necessarily know each other, and then kind of, I think, relates back to what you were telling me about when you were growing up, how, how your family hosted um, and, and was hospitable to, to others, you know, it's a sense of community and, and sort of belonging that I think the, the, the power that food has really. And, and I think it just needs the right setting. And, and um, that's, that's, that's really, really beautiful to hear. And, and, and tell me then about the menus and how you work together uh, to create sort of the, the concept. Because as I understand, you took, uh, took some inspiration from, uh, from uh, female writers um, uh, from, from the region as well. Um, yes. I have a very, very old copy of Mrs. Beaton. <laughs> um, and, it's apart, and it feels like I'd love to say it's from the 1800s but I don't think I can go that far <laughs> falling apart is super old and it's absolutely amazing and I found a recipe for asparagus sauce and it just hit me I was like wow that is so simple and amazing do you know what I mean I yeah just, absolutely so like god that's so cool and then and Yes, so she's one. I love her. I think you know she's just so cool, and the, the detail of, of of what was needed in order to run a house then or to host a weekend then was just absolutely extraordinary, and needed a gold medal. But anyway, and then anyway, and now 
and Jaconda, we spoke, and and that leads on to you know I've grown up with Jane Grigson and and these amazing women. I can't literally think of a single other woman that I'm inspired by right now, but um, I'm really sorry. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I've got this collection of books that I'm I'm growing, and um, I like looking back. My boyfriend gave me loads of old Kentish cooking books, and I like going in, into old bookshops and finding things and oh nice looking back at the history of where I am and learning about Kent and also yeah just looking back and using old older things you know we've had salsify on the menu recently oh like, nice that's sort of like an older ingredient that hasn't been used well I haven't seen it that much and um yeah going back to roots yeah as I said I'm I love his I love history and um and and I think what's nice is that it represents the building. So this so this building's been loved again. Um, it's a big part of the Margate history. So I think that suits it. It's nice when the when the menu represents the building and it all sort of comes together like a story. So um, what do I do? Is I yeah with not just me but yeah, with my sous chef with sous chef Lucy and we we go look back into Kent we look back into sort of more old-fashioned English cookery yeah um and then um put our take on it which is fun yeah, I I love you mentioned salsify because we definitely saw that I think in the last couple of seasons of MasterChef as a as a, as an ingredient that all of a sudden was being used a lot more than it ever had mm-hmm. before. So definitely has had a resurgence yeah. as 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 an undiscovered gem. Yeah. So uh, I agree, it's it's um it's it's a great one. Uh, so tell me a bit about the menu. Um, you know uh, what what are some of the uh, I I guess if if you want to pick some of your own highlights, things that you you uh, uh, in the recent um, uh, menu that you're really proud of, I know you mentioned the pig's ears already. Um, anything that um, that uh, you could you can give us a taster of? Um, well, we had in the last few weeks venison with the green pepper sauce, which went mm. down really well, and it was a pleasure to cook. And it's such a beautiful lean meat, so yeah. grown up, but it's um, nice and gamey, right? Yeah, it's super. Yeah, and it's just, it was just really delicious, and um, that was also inspired. When I was talking with my uncle, who's been really supportive of my career, and he's come on the journey with me, and um, that was after a conversation with him. So that's really nice. Wow. Um, but a lot of my food, like a lot of the food here, is is is, you know, you think of a memory or a person, and this this sort of what my dad loves or. Or we had sort of pig's cheek with Roscoe's onions, which we cooked whole. And mm. my mum's one of my mum's signature things is to put onions in the oven whole and we eat them. And they're, when they're sort of soft and they're cooked in their skins. And um, we've had pink fire potatoes on the menu since the beginning. <laughs> and I, I, my, my dad told me that they were my granny's favourite potatoes. And I don't know, it's just nice. You know what I mean? It's just so nice. And then um, we've had souffle on the menu forever. And actually, when I took on this job I said I wanted to have a souffle on the menu I think it's so I love a bit of drama and um yeah I just I love having a souffle and it's so fun making it behind the scenes and and are you changing what kind of souffles you're making no so we've had a classic we've had a okay. since the beginning um and then we changed the menu we quite regularly we did change it all the, all the time at the beginning but actually it was, quite, it was sort of quite exhausting 
Um, and it's quite fun to get to know a dish, get to know yep. um, a cut of meat. Um, especially if we're doing this, trying to, you know, get the whole animal and stuff, you know, a bit of learning there. And um, so we're now doing a sort of a bi-monthly menu change. But then obviously if we can get some more things, then we don't. But it, that's that seems to work um, better for the team. Um, we're trying to, I want to, so the aim is, the aim is to represent England with a Mediterranean flair, obviously, because there's always going to be European influence and that's so delicious and exciting and, um, but it's to represent the area, I'd like to represent Kent or Margate as much as possible. So getting, because then we're, that's also old fashioned. It's like, well, what, what can we get from here? Because we can't import like I'm quite I, obviously some things you know with olive oil and think you know I'm not definitely I'm not going to preach something that I'm not you know it's not hard and fast but I'd like things to come from as close as possible with the smallest blueprint as possible yeah we're gonna have we've got sea purslane on the menu this week in our salad we've got a frisé salad with sea purslane um and the frisés literally come out of the come out of a field down the road and comes in covered in mud oh nice that is so nice and then uh, just, that's as local as you can get i, I, I suppose no, we've got sea parcelain just down the road from the hotel <laughs> and we're going foraging tomorrow afternoon as a team oh, oh. fantastic so that that's where i want to go i want to take away the stress of changing the menu all the time so that we can then focus on on find on that kind of stuff and i think that's really fun and find out where what we have around us more um, we are working with a forager who's educating us a lot, which is really fun. So we've always had like, because I don't, you know, I'm, I, you know, I don't know much about it, but I, but I really want to. Um, it's, I'm learning all the time. So more seaweed on the menu and drying lots of different types of seaweed and kelps and how can we then use that and then he's telling us where we can go and get it ourselves, which I absolutely adore. So. I mean, I want you already touched upon it with the, with the foraging and and the ingredients. Um, you know, I wanted to ask about uh, the supply chain and and working with either farmers or or hunters uh, from from the local area. But I'm sure it's also the same sort of journey of learning. Uh, you know, uh, finding these contacts, finding these people locally, um, and I guess that's what makes it makes it really exciting uh, to sort of bring bring in that local uh, local flair. And and I'm sure it's it's a it's a continuous journey for you, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's that finding that line between running a restaurant that needs to have a certain number of portions of something, and but then also working with as as local a supplier as possible, um, and then within that, what is available. But yeah, we found some amazing suppliers. Like we work with Black Pig, and we work with Lamb, who they they give us all our um mutton, um, and they do beef and pork as well. Um, but yeah, it's just smaller quantities of everything, basically less of, um, yeah. um, uh, which feels good, you know, if you're, you know, you get so many, you know, to feed a busy restaurant, so much anim animal comes in. It's just sometimes quite sort of feels, ugh, you know, overwhelming. Yeah, and, and you're like, oh my god! But if we're doing this, what's the restaurant down the road doing? And therefore, like, how many animals and how many fish? And then I don't know. So basically, it's like that, and then and then trying to have sort of more yeah. 
walls and stuff. But it's a, it's a journey and, and, and learning and meeting such nice people. Like everyone's so nice and everyone's got their own um, passions and, and how they want to work and then you, and you're learning how that is and then, okay, cool, this is where you're coming from, this is where we're coming from. Okay, how can we work together kind of thing? Yeah. So really creating that sort of ecosystem of uh, of uh, of really collaborating with, uh, with with the community, which which is again going uh, going back to the roots, like you like you alluded to, of of that's that's how you know things things used to happen. We couldn't import a lot of things from from faraway seas, and and I'm really glad that we're on the same road again because it's just it's so much nicer, and you can hear so many stories. Um, of of how someone got to be and and talk and and um, on the note of stories, I saw from the uh, the website that you're having a guest residency coming coming up. Is that something that you've just started um, to to invite guest chefs, or have you have you done a few before? No, so I will. Um, it's our first one. It's definitely how we want to do it. It's really cool. No, it's so exciting. He's um he started pickling his uh is the dolma. It's Alex um from Dolma Kitchen and um. Uh, he started pickling already and um so nice to have him around and um he's a part of Margate and um no I think it's so fun open up the kitchen learn some new things um get people in um it was always part of um the plan for this kitchen um to get people in for a week or whatever so um no it's very exciting he's coming in a couple of weeks Excellent. Yeah, I think it was around sort of um, Valentine's Day, uh, mid mid sort of February. So uh, our listeners, if if anyone has a has a chance to make it down to to Margate, uh, go check it out. And and as we're sort of wrapping this up, um, Daisy, uh, tell me a little bit about your team and and how you are able to sort of motivate them because um, you know it's a big issue in the industry um, losing 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 talent and losing good people. How are you finding it? Very good question. Um, I love. I feel very lucky. Uh, I've got there are some wonderful people cooking. Uh, cooking that I'm cooking with, and um, um, it started with Lucy. Um, we worked at the River Cafe together, and she was coming down to Margate anyway. And um, and it, again, meant to be, don't you think? Well, these- Absolutely. I was like, whoa, another serendipitous moment <laughs> here. And I, and I got in touch and I said, how about this? This is what I'm doing. Would you like to join? Anyway, she did. Um, so we're a really good team. And then got some um, wonderful chefs. And we're building our team at the moment, um, which is um, really yeah, it's really exciting. But yeah, it is. It's a it's a thing. You know, chefs are very it's it's a really hard job and um it needs to be a balance. I think it's really important for people to have a work life balance within this hard job that asks weekends and nights for you know, forever and it's a it's a life choice. I remember when I it's a it's a life choice and, and I had a moment when I when I suddenly realised I missed it missed everything or whatever you know I wasn't seeing my friends and all of this sort of stuff and it was and, and then I made the decision that actually I did want to be a chef and, and that was just the one of the, the the costs you know um so yeah I want people to have a have a nice time and I think everyone brings something to the table and therefore you know the menu represents the kitchen and uh it's a team effort definitely um so yeah I I feel very lucky We'll see what happens, but we have a really nice time and um, we're building. So that's cool. Excellent. Actually, last question for you, Daisy, since you're now working in what 
um, you know, we would consider a hotel restaurant because it is part of the the, the magnificent um, uh, Fort Road Hotel. Is does it feel different than working in an independent restaurant? Do you feel it? it it's there's a, there's a difference having rooms on top, or is it is it just you you serving guests and 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 bringing out the best of hospitality? Um, well, it's slightly different because I mean I suppose we do breakfast, um, and and that was a big thing, you know. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but actually, you know, we do breakfast seven days a week because obviously we've got these people, these guests staying, and then uh, I love it because it makes it feel like a house, and I love hosting a house and a house party, and I think it's really cool. And we've got this rooftop, and we've got this bar downstairs, and it's just like this whole cool experience um, that you're. It's not just a restaurant that's open, whatever to whatever, and then it's empty. It's a like it's a house, um, and the more people live and work here, we all start to become like a family, and then it's like a home, and then we've got this amazing rooftop that we're going to be doing like because um, it's all about the sunset and Margate, and then summer we're going to be doing sundowners and delicious bites to eat. It's sundown time, and um, I grew up with sundowners, and I've had some of my best memories with sundowners, and. And and I want to create that, um, you know, delicious food, and then Jude will make some delicious cocktails, and yeah, it's like a home, and that's what I love, and that's what Miss Beaton did. She looked after a whole home, and I wanted it too. So, <laughs> well, Daisy, that's a beautiful way to to wrap up our conversation. You know, uh, hosting hospitality and and running it like a like a big home. So, um, if if our listeners haven't yet been um, to to Margate to visit the Fort Road Hotel, uh, do make sure you uh, uh, say hi to Daisy when you when you go there. Daisy, thank you so much for for um, for being on the podcast, and and best of luck to you and the team thanks for having me and i hope to see you soon (laughs) you've been listening to the supper podcast a series of conversations with culinary leaders drink specialists and hospitality professionals in the world of fmb 